0: Yes, he knows. Save like this. till I met you, oh I was breathing, I was breathing but not alive, all my failures I tried to hide, it was Oh, my and I ran out that gray out of the darkness into your glorious death Oh, I don't know about you, I need a rescue. Come on, sing this out. heavy. Chains break at the weight of your glory. I need a shelter. I wasn't on but you call me a sick. Oh, come on and sing. When I was broken, you into
1: Thank y'all, thanks for sharing your stories. It's, it's not easy, and uh, I'm excited for y'all. We, we really have had an awesome weekend, we've been looking forward to this for, for a while. Um, y'all, I have to tell you, um, you may, you may not know this, we, we get to travel a lot, and we're all over the country. And um, we were in, I think, last week, we were in Oklahoma. It's crazy, like, we're doing just it's just nuts. So we get to see a lot and um, I'm in a lot of churches every week, different churches, different kinds of churches, um, but y'all need to know that um, you got something going on here and uh, I just want to encourage you with that because um, I know how it is. You kind of just get in your, your, you know, your own little world here and you're just doing your thing and yeah, you may see God work and it's exciting and all that, but, but just know that it's not like this everywhere. Um, mean, we've been to churches way bigger than this that didn't have half the people on Sunday morning that y'all have here. And and so I just tell you that to say, um, man, just keep doing what you're doing. You're investing in these students and it's a big deal. Um, We go a lot of places that don't do that. Um, And then they wonder why there's a bunch of old people there and nobody else. And you know, it's just how it is. Um, They they just don't see that. And, And so thank you for doing what you're doing because I'm a product of... Of a church just like this that was investing in your youth group. And, and I showed up to this youth group, and, and I didn't even know you could have a band in church. Nobody told me. I didn't know you could have drums. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing all this, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I could get into that, you know? And, and, uh, and that's kind of how it happened. And then you fast forward, and many, many years later, um, I've been able to do this now for a long time. And it's just been incredible, and I'm so thankful. Is it cool if we share a new song with you? I was gonna do it anyway. I just thought I'd ask. So we—I'm uh, not a songwriter. Um, I just—I just—I've been lucky enough to help people write some songs, but I'm not a—I'm not a real songwriter. But I had this kid. He's a young worship leader. Um, Twenty years old. He—he's from Missouri. we have been to his church. And his dad's the pastor of this little church and and he called me and said hey i wrote a hymn and i i was taken back by that and and he knew that i do a bunch of hymns and and all that and he said yeah i wrote like a new hymn and and i said really and i said send it to me and so he did and and the verses were just incredible and and they were in a different order but but I just, I was like, man, he is literally just walking us through the gospel all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And, and so we ended up just kind of moving some verses around and, and wrote like a little refrain chorus and, and uh, just kind of talking about the journey we're on. And, and just asking the Lord, find us faithful, lead us home as we walk this pilgrim road. And, and, um, and that's my heart. I just... Uh, I want to just continue to be faithful to what the Lord's called us to do. And, and, um, thankfully, um, we had been able to keep doing it and, and it's shocking sometimes how busy we are. And so very thankful for that. But I would love to share this one with you. We, we did a music video for it. So if you go to our social media, Facebook, all that stuff, you'll find Jason Lovins band and you'll see this video. And I grew up in a holler out Pritchard y'all. And, and I hadn't been out there in years, and I Facebook stalked the lady who lives there now. My Papaw built the house, and I was born and raised there, you know, but I hadn't lived there in years, and, and a whole different family owns the house, and, and I Facebook stalked her, and I said, hey, you don't know me, probably, I'm in this band, and I grew up there, my Papaw built that house, and can I come back to, to this, to the road, and like, we're gonna film this music video, and she was like, uh, sure. <laughs> um, so it was weird. Um, But it was just therapeutic to to go and and um walk on that that gravel road that i grew up on and just to think um man just so thankful for where i came from and uh thankful for for where the lord's leading us and so um go find that you'll it's a cool video and and we ended up um I'll, i'll tell you when you watch the video we um filmed an outside of a cool church that's kind of like our logo, but the inside of the church is actually the little chapel at Heritage Farm, uh, which is kind of cool. So it's a neat video, but I would love, love, love to to share this one with you. It's super singable. We taught it to your students. They're going to help us sing along this morning, and, and I'd be honored to share it with you. It's called Pilgrim Road.
0: To see thy face.
1: If you don't know me, I uh, I grew up pretty much over in Canova, out Pritchard, bounced back and forth, and um, I graduated from Spring Valley. I was first class, so I'm that old, and uh, I uh, ended up going to college at Moorhead, and and ended up that first semester I was down there. Uh, all of a sudden, um, we we had a band and. And it just kind of happened. And, and uh, we met every day um, during the semester at, at four o'clock at our local BCM, BSU, was BSU for us, BCM now. Um, we met every day at four o'clock. That was just how everybody's schedules were were uh, kind of lined out. I didn't really go to class much. I don't recommend that y'all that are about to do all this. Um, so I could have met anytime, but. Um, Four o'clock is when everybody else could have met, but um, (laughs) after a few months of just kind of getting together every day, jamming and and, um, trying to write songs, and and we got like our first gig, you know, it was this thing, and we needed a band name, and uh, the girl who was like the secretary of the BCM, she said, well, I've been calling you guys the four o'clock band for like three months now and we were like great that's it we were called the four o'clock band and that's how it happened and and, uh I never um shared my story as as a kid um I would tell people if they asked me but I didn't want to tell them and talk about it because people felt sorry for me and I knew I had a good um my wife would tell you I was very spoiled I don't necessarily agree with that but she thinks I was and uh and I, I just had it so good and I knew that. And, and so I just didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. So I never talked about it. And uh, it wasn't even until I was in front of this little tiny church somewhere in Eastern Kentucky, one of our first like bookings as a band. And, and I just started sharing my story. And I can't remember the, the name of the church. I can't remember the pastor's name. I can't even remember his face but I vividly remember him coming to me that night after I shared my story, and uh, he said, I don't think you understand what God's going to do with your life. Y'all, this was this was 23 years ago. Um, he said, I don't think you understand what God's going to do with your life, but you got to promise me that you'll keep sharing your story, and I did, and I have, and I now see what he was talking about, but it was then that I started to realize um, that God had just been writing my story the whole time and, and had a plan for me to to share that story because it, it just really impacted people. And and that was weird because I I didn't, you know, often people are like, oh, wow, you're so great. And I'm like, actually, no, I had, I had nothing to do with it. Um, I missed the hard part. And, uh, and so it was easy for me to talk about, but weird how, you know, it all kind of, you know, happens with the way people respond but I just started sharing it everywhere I went and and so for all these years I, I have and, and I could tell you a million stories of how God's used it and, and um, so I'm very thankful that that I've been able to do that and if you don't know my story my mom at 15 years old I'll say it this way for young ears: she was assaulted walking home from the pool one day didn't remember it months went on she was gaining weight my grandma told me she said I I noticed your mom was gaining weight and and I thought well that's odd you know she's my good kid I I just never worried about her at all and and um but we should maybe take her to the doctor and see what the doctor says and my mom will tell you she was very naive for 15 she didn't quite understand what was happening she told my grandma yeah I'm sick I need to go to the doctor and and so they did and the doctor come out and said well she's pregnant And after the initial shock wore off, the way my grandma explained it is she said, I just knew we had to go to church and we had to pray. And that's what they did. And if you would have heard her tell the story, she made it sound so simple. And I understand that it couldn't have been that easy. Uh, But you see, my grandma very much understood how big God is. She believed that he's so big that he wasn't surprised by me. Because don't we think that when bad things happen? We think, oh, Lord, as if he didn't know it was going to happen. And that's just not how it works. These things that we read in the Bible that he formed me in my mother's womb, that he had plans for me, my grandma believed it with all her heart. And so for her and her 15-year-old daughter, they had some choices that they had to make. And, and I'm very thankful to tell you that they, they chose life. And I will tell you, I, I, I think adoption was the plan Um, until my mom heard my heartbeat. And when she heard my heartbeat, she told my grandma, I want to keep this baby. And I always jokingly tell people, and my mom's here today, I I, I always tell people, um, I'm positive that my 15-year-old mama had no idea what she was getting into. But my grandma did, and she said, okay, if that's what you want to do, that's what we're going to do. And so, they did. And you see, I, after all these years, we've been lucky enough to travel the country and we've partnered with pregnancy care centers all over the country and and helping them do fundraising and and they're just doing an incredible work Um, and um, the statistics are amazing when you hear um, when a when a mother who maybe is abortion-minded hears the heartbeat it's a game changer and so one of the things that we've done this past year since i've seen you guys last uh, we started our own nonprofit, and um, one of the things um, that is going to do is is we're going to we're going to really try to dive in and help um, some of these pregnancy care centers that we know personally all over the country who who just need money um, because they're paying for ultrasounds when these girls walk in the door and, and just so many things and and, um, and and it's been really cool to see how. The Lord is just putting all that together, and and part of that nonprofit will help us just stay on the road and and do what we do. um, We got a bus since we saw y'all last, which has been the craziest thing, and and, um, and, and it's been amazing, Um, but it's a lot. I'm not going to lie to you, Um, but the Lord has just been so kind, um, and uh, it's just been, I could tell you a million stories, but... I would love to tell you more about that nonprofit we we really it's it's shocking that we even have like monthly donors that want to help us keep doing what we're doing I I still it's hard to wrap your head around but we do and it's been amazing and and so one of the things we just keep telling people is hey this is what we're gonna do and we're gonna keep sharing this story and and, uh, and so that's that's what happened my mom had me turn 16 a couple months later and and went on about life as normal as life could be. And and I show this picture everywhere I go. I found this picture years ago, and this is the old Buffalo Wayne High School graduation, 1984, and uh, it happened to be on my third birthday. And I found the picture one day, and the date was printed on the back. Uh, you see, kids, we used to have these real pictures, and they flopped around, and, and the date would be on the back. And, and, uh, and I thought, oh, man, I can't believe this. Um, my mom's high school graduation party and my third birthday party happened to be on the same day. Um, So that's not normal, but it was normal to us. And, And I always tell people, listen, my family made it very clear to me at a young age that you know what, you don't have a dad. We don't even know who it is, but you have a heavenly father who loves you, who loves you more than you'll ever know. And would just continue to remind me of that over It's always been enough. I don't know any other way to explain it because that's how big God is. And you see, my grandma, she just got it. She understood that God is constant, that he doesn't change. And even in your deepest, darkest valley, even on your highest mountaintop, he's the same. And she always had that in her to say, God, you're so great and you're great either way. And we'll leave you with this. We, uh, this song has become so special to us, and and um, we did a music video. If you've not seen it, and kind of based it on my life, and and I'd be honored to leave you with this this morning. It's called Constant.
0: There's faith in the valley, mercy on the mountain grace every step in between. There's all I hold dear. We're lost in the fire. I'm trusting in things unseen. Things you let go. Things you're withholding. Things that you know. Cause Father, you know. This is our friend Russ Lee from New Song. He's going to sing this second.
1: God bless your church.
2: so far, hasn't it? Will you help me say thank you to Jason Lovins and the band? They have had a long week as well. They've been singing over and over and over again for our young people, and I am so grateful that they have been here and they could stay over and be with us. And actually, they can come be with us anytime they want. And we're thankful to have them in the service. And you're going to hear from them one more song before we're dismissed here in just a little while. Young people, I want to tell you how proud I am of y'all. We are so thankful for you. Uh, We love you. We are here to support you and to help you, to strengthen you, to guide you, whatever you need. We are here. Will you help me say thank you to these incredible young people? I also want to say thank you to Matt and April. Uh, Matt and April do an incredible job. Matt and April, will you stand wherever y'all are over here? Will the two of you stand? Yeah. It's those camouflage shirts you got on. They got me. Uh, and then all of the workers, all of the men and women in the life groups who helped prepare. One life group I know prepared like 30 pounds of bacon. Uh, Can you imagine? Is that a whole hog? All of you that have been working with our young people, all you adults, will you stand up as well? All you men and women, life group leaders that you've been helping, drivers. Thank you. Thank you to all of you for the incredible work. Our children just went out, so I won't get to say anything about them, but they had a beautiful, wonderful Uh, Saturday morning I went over there for a little while to see the kids and uh, they were having a lot of fun learning about uh, uh, learning about prayer and uh, then I want to say we want to welcome Mrs. Lovins who is here Mrs. Lovins will you stand just for a moment we are so glad to have you (laughs) obviously that's Jason's mom and uh, we're so thankful to have her in this part of West Virginia I mean just up the road and, and we're glad to have you here. And I don't want to miss any of the band members' families that are here. Sometimes your wives get to come, the kids get to come. Are any of you with us today, band members? Will y'all stand? We, we just want to say thank you to y'all. Your families travel all over the place. Yeah, all, all through here. It's a sacrifice. They watch them leave and go away, and then they welcome them home, and that's not an easy thing to do. It's like a traveling evangelist. Not an easy thing to do, but thank you, men, for the incredible work. Uh, Over the years that they've been coming now, I've gotten to know at least some of them. The new guitarist, I don't know him as well, but I'm looking forward to meeting him because he's really, really good. Um, But I've gotten to know these men, and here's what I know about them. They're real. They're genuine. There's no phony about them. And I thank the Lord for their testimony, for their walk with God. Now, I was going to talk about baptism today, but I've been sitting there, and my wife leaned over to me. And she said, You need to do something. And she told me what I needed to speak on this morning. (laughs) That's true. Is that not true? It's exactly what she said. And when the Holy Spirit leads that way, I obey. (laughs) I want to take just a few minutes. And I want to ask you a question Do you know Jesus as your Savior? That's the question I want to ask you. You've just heard from some young people. You see a whole group of young people. You've heard some incredible men singing and playing instruments. There are others that are around you who could give powerful testimonies. But the real question is, are you ready to meet God? Do you know for sure that your sins are forgiven? And that you're a possessor of the gift of eternal life. I was 16 years of age when I made that decision to trust Jesus, December the 26th, 1973. That's 50 years ago this past de- December. I became a follower of Jesus 50 years ago. I've been studying the Bible since that time, because not long after that, God called me to the ministry, and I'm gl- grateful that i surrender to that call. So I had been studying in one fashion or another the Scripture through the educational process to being a pastor. And I can tell you that there is no more important decision that you can make in life than the decision to trust in Jesus for the gift of eternal life. And to live without that purpose, to live without meaning, To to live without peace and assurance, to live without knowing that you're going to be with God after this life, and knowing that God is with you in this life, is no way that you want to live. You want to know Christ, and you want to know him as your Savior, and you want to know that you're born again. I have a friend, he's now well up in his 80s. He owned the Exxon service station across from Marshall University on Fifth Avenue. Some of you will remember it. You go back far enough like I do. You go back far enough to remember that service station. And you will remember in that day, they came out and they would pump gas in your car. You didn't have to get out and service it yourself. They came out and put gas in your car for you. That station is no longer there. It's been replaced by some other things that Marshall has built uh, down off of Fifth Avenue. And Marshall continues to grow. Buildings continue to be added. But he retired, uh, and that building got torn down. But he used to tell a story to me. Uh, He was one of our deacons. He is one of our deacons. He was a Gideon. He is a Gideon. Went to the jails on a regular basis, basis to... Uh, bring the gospel of jesus to men who were broken in sin offer them the forgiveness that god has and so this is an incredible man i'm talking about his name is tom but he said there would be times when people would be coming to marshall university sometimes they were coming to visit for something that was going on on the campus sometimes they were coming to drop off students or pick up students to take them back home other times they were coming to visit with their students that were on campus and he being one of the first stations there along fifth avenue right there close to marshall university people would pull in they were going east on fifth avenue and they would pull into the station to get gasoline he would come out and he would begin pumping gas and a lot of times they roll down the window obviously you got to pay for the gas and he'd have a conversation with them and He said on a number of occasions, people would look out their car, they'd point outside their car, point down Fifth Avenue, point east down Fifth Avenue, and they would say to him, how far is it to, something related to Marshall, whatever the building was, how far is it to, and they'd name where they wanted to go. And this gentleman has an incredible sense of humor. He loves to laugh, but with a very straight face. He would say, well, if you go that direction, you're going to have to go about 20,000 plus miles because you're going to have to go all the way around the earth and come back to the location where you need to be. And you're probably not going to be able to get there, absolutely not going to be able to get there in your car anyway. It would be a whole lot better if you just turned around and you went on that road to the building because you're only about a block away. I think maybe what I've come to say to you is that a lot of you are on a road and you're pointing in a direction that isn't going to take you to heaven. It isn't going to bring you peace. You can keep going in that direction. You can keep moving in that direction. It may be the direction that I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. I don't think there is a God. It may be the direction that I'm religious and I do religious things and religious deeds. Or it may be the direction of good works. Well, if I can just work hard enough and I can just do enough good things, somehow it'll tip the scales in my favor and maybe God will let me in. And you can keep pointing in that direction and you can keep going that direction and you can go 20,000 miles. You'll not be able to get there. You'll never be able to get there going that direction. The reality is the only way to get what you need to get where you need to go is to turn around and go the other direction. And can I tell you that not far away, very close to where you are at this very moment, is Jesus Christ. And you come to Jesus Christ and you acknowledge that Jesus is the Savior. That his death on the cross of Calvary was a Death paying the penalty for your sins and for mine. His burial and his resurrection were for you that authenticated the fact that God has accepted his sacrifice so that he could could give to you what he purchased for you that day on that cross. And that gift is the gift of eternal life. Yeah, baptism is important. But baptism gets nobody to heaven. Baptism is the first step of discipleship, of following Jesus Christ after you've received Jesus as your Savior. But my question is, are you looking down the wrong road, pointed in the wrong direction, hoping to find something that can be found, but you're going the wrong way to find it? and you need to turn around and you need to come back to jesus and you need to say jesus be my savior you know the greatest thing that could come out of today would be that if there was somebody who recognized they were heading the wrong direction and they turned around and they came to jesus christ i did that when i was 16 years of age That's 50 years, over 50 years ago. And I have never once regretted that decision. You just heard Jason and the different members of the band. They have never once regretted that decision. But the question is, will you turn around? And will you look away from the direction you're headed? And will you look to Jesus Christ who alone can save you? It's the power of the gospel, the power of the gospel to transform people's lives, to make them the children of God instantaneously. In that second that you say yes to Jesus, you become a child of the living God. Your sins are forgiven forever. The gift that Jesus purchased is imparted to you, the gift of eternal life. You have a guidebook to follow in this life. You have a peace that passes all understanding and a purpose for living today and a promise for where you're going to be when you stop living in this world, your heart stops beating, and you awaken in the next world. A promise that you'll be with God. Do you need to turn around today? God is speaking to somebody's heart it is not an accident that you're here you came today maybe you came because of the young people being here or the children being here or maybe you came because the band was going to be here or maybe you came because you knew the preacher's sermon would be shorter than usual (laughs) (laughs) you came today and you don't have peace in your heart that you're right with God through his son and I want to invite you to turn around. You're going the wrong direction. Stop pointing that way. Turn around and point to the cross and point to Jesus Christ and come to Him and let Him save you. Can we bow our heads together? Can we close our eyes for just a moment? Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. At this moment, you've heard some incredible testimonies. You've heard some beautiful music. That God is speaking to your heart right now. You're going the wrong direction. You need to turn around and look to Jesus. Right where you're seated, right now at this moment, would you say to Jesus something like this? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Savior. And today, I trust you to be my Savior and for you to give to me the gift of eternal life. Lord Jesus, my hope for eternity with you and for the forgiveness of my sins now Is all in you. Jesus, thank you for hearing my prayer. Jesus, thank you for answering my prayer. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. You'd say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer or something like that with you, and I meant what I said. Would you just slip your hand up for a moment so that I can see it? Yes. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you here in the back. Yes. Two over here. Thank you. Thank you. That's four people at least. Yes, I see a fifth hand. I prayed that prayer or something like that prayer with you just a few moments ago. Is there somebody else? yes in the back yes thank you that's six people is there someone else i need to turn around and look to jesus i'm heading the wrong direction i need jesus today i'm asking him to be my savior yes right over here by the young people is there another one By the way, church, you're in the midst of a miracle happening right now. You're in the midst of a move of God right now. Is there someone else? Yes. You just prayed a prayer. You just asked the Lord Jesus to be your Savior. Would you look up at me for a moment? Nobody else is looking. You just raised your hand and would you just look at at me for a moment I can't see you the lights are blinding me but if you'll look at me for just a moment there's a card that looks like this in the pew rack right in front of you it says fill us in would you do me a favor in the next few minutes would you just write your name you don't have to fill that whole card in just write your name you could give me your email or you could give me your cell phone number just some way that i can contact you because i want to send you something i want to give you something just fill it out and here's what i'm going to do after the service is over rather than being at a door shaking hands i'm going to be right here at the front and just come and put it in my hand you say pastor there's too many people i can't get to you you can go out the back doors and you can give it to one of our pastors back at the welcome area You'll see the welcome sign as you go out to your left, as you go out the back doors. Would you please just put your name, just some way that I can contact you. I, prob- I promise you I'm not going to put you in spam you. I'm going to send you a bunch of email. I just want to be able to contact you, welcome you to the family of God. And I want to be able to send you something to help you get started in your walk with Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for these who have received you as Savior. And I pray, oh God, today that that decision to trust in you will be a decision that they'll be willing to share with me or another member of our pastoral staff. And that, Lord, they will know they can walk away this morning knowing that they're right with God. They're no longer going east when they should have been going west. Now they're going in the right direction because they trusted in Jesus Christ. In your name I pray, amen.
1: Amen, church. Thank you, pastor, incredible incredible. Y'all, we've got something to celebrate. I mean, people are meeting Jesus for the first time. Stand with us. We're going to sing a little victory in Jesus to close out this morning. Oh, come on, get your hands. Come on.